When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, I was recently interviewed by my buddy Michael Lamoth for a new section on his site that he's working on called Traders Mind Chat. Many of you guys may know Michael from his Chart Your Trades Day. Well, recently he started something brand new called Mara Wealth, M-A-R-A Wealth.com. And well, I was honored to be the first guest on this segment of his. If you guys get a chance, make sure you follow him over on Instagram. That's at Michael G. Lamoth. That's L-A-M-O-T-H-E. He's a great follow, very motivational, very inspirational, high energy, just the type of person you want to receive those little golden nuggets of uh inspiration and knowledge each and every day. So check out the interview. I think it went very, very well. We talk about a handful of different topics, a little bit about my story, a little bit about my previous struggles, a little bit about my current struggles, and of course, all of the knowledge bombs you can handle about how to become and maintain consistent profitability as a trader. If you wanna be successful at trading, it takes 100% effort, 100% focus. As long as you can participate, you can make profit. Your lifestyle changes affect your trading, your trading affects your lifestyle. It's all just one. My very first guest on what is going to be known as Trader's Mind Chat is with Akil Stokes, who just entered the chat room. Welcome, Akil. So the thing that I haven't told anybody else yet is that the this poor guy, well, was in the hospital. Uh, I just thought like uh, a minute ago, back just to like get this done. He's like, no, I've got to talk to Mike. We have to make this happen. It's so super important for the world to get these knowledge bombs, man. So thank you for for joining us here, man. It, it's great. Beautiful. No problem, man. Great to be here. Glad I was able to to get out in time. I was freaking out. I hate. I hate. I was talking to my traders this morning. If there, there's one thing I hate. I hate being like late to stuff. It's like the old athlete in me is like your coach says. If you're if you're not 15 minutes early or late, so I'm like mm. freaking out. Like I don't want to be late. I don't want to be late. I gotta text him. I gotta tell him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just glad you're understanding and uh, we can get this thing going. That's good. I was telling people a little bit about like well. Uh, like we we've known each other for a while, or like like followed each other mm -hmm. on uh, on Twitter for like years. Uh, I think yeah yeah, uh, yeah like yeah. It, it's been yeah. like a, a real long time. And so uh, I, I wanted to try to start with where you're at now, um, uh, and then go back to kind of how you started. So that, like right now, um, you are. The, the co-founder uh, of mm -hmm. Tier 1 Trading. Uh, can you tell us a little bit like about uh, that and, and what you're doing and uh, how you're helping people? Sure. I am in a trading education business. I am a trading coach. I am a trader, um, but to answer your question, where I'm at now is I'm slowly accepting the fact that my focus and really my passion is more with helping others become consistently profitable traders. So mm. following the path that I did, then actually trading myself. And my trading mentor, Jason Stapleton, always told me that, that you know, if you want to be successful at trading, it takes 100% effort, 100% focus, all in that same direction. 
And what I've found is, you know, when I, when I first got into education, I wasn't fully in. I was doing it. It was a way to create some supplemental income. We know that trading can be up and down. I was mainly mm -hmm. a swing trader, so I'd, I'd have very profitable months, and then there'd be dry stretches. And, you know, that can be, you know, when it's time to pay the bills, it's kind of like, oh, right? So mm -hmm. through the years, just with the entrepreneur mindset, always growing your business, always having diversification and one of the reasons I got into trading education was because of that. It provided a safety net, provided an extra flow of income, and I got to do something that I love, which is really just give back. And I never really wanted to be a coach. Um, I never thought that I'd, I'd love coaching so much. And over the years, just as we've been able to grow the company bigger and bigger and bigger and working with more and more traders out there, I'm a lot more invested in the traders that we've worked with, which you know, really takes a lot, some of the focus off of my personal trading. So I always tell people this, I've become a worse trader. I'm still a good trader, don't get me wrong. Mm. Not spectacular, but I'm good. Mm. Um, but I'm not as good as I could be, meaning I don't have a lot of time to work on myself and as far as personal development, uh, personal and professional development, I should say, um, simply because that time is now allocated to helping others. And that's, I, I, I'd take that trade off any day of the week. Again, that's me and you're kind of the same. Our passion is, mm. you know, you know, yes, you want to be successful. Yes, you want to make money. But our, our passion beneath everything else is to have a long-lasting impact. And we know that if we can do that, we're going to sleep happy at night. Yeah, 100%, man. And there's, like, so many, like, uh, gold nuggets in what you said uh, already. Like, the, the first thing that kind of, like, jumped out of the water, man, is, like, kind of, like, uh, almost surprising was that, like, uh, like you didn't want to be a coach. Like, well, how did you, like, when did that switch? Because, like, I, I see that you're, like, coaching, uh, like, track and field, uh, like, all the time. Uh, like, yeah. has that been something that you've been doing for a long time, too? <laughs> well, it is, yeah. And and here's the funny thing, because that, uh, my, my passion is coaching. I just, I just never thought of coaching um, traders. And this goes back to, I started as a really bad trader. I know we're going to, I was so bad for so long that, for a long time, I'm like, why should I be the one teaching others? I'm just trying to get good myself. Mm -hmm. And like many other traders, my goal, and this is pure honesty, my goal when I first got into the financial markets was this is going to be easy. This is the way for me to make a quick buck, make as much money as possible, and, mm -hmm. and you know, buy everything I want in the world. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that you're coaching. alone in feeling like that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've <laughs> got to be the only one. And what you don't – what people don't understand about coaching is, yes, you can make you can make a good living off of coaching, but it's nothing compared to the other side, to managing money, to starting a prop firm, running a hedge fund, something like that. So when I first started off, after I became consistently profitable, my first goal was to manage money because that's where the money was at. Um, and what I discovered was I just hated it. It took it took the love out of trading, right? I. You know, although I started trading because, um, again, I wanted to make money, a lot of money. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's a, a big driver for a lot of us. But as I got more and more into the markets, as I went through kind of the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows, the learning curve, I discovered that I really loved it. I was passionate about it. Mm -hmm. um, trading was like, you ever, what is it? You ever hear like uh, or see the, the cartoon where there's like that carrot that's in front of the horse and the horse keeps kind of going to try and get the carrot and never quite get there. Right, right. Um, that's how trading is for me. I, hmm. I, I look at trading as a puzzle. It is a game. It's a, it's a, it's a, a sport. It's something that I come in each and every day and I'm like, I'm going to conquer you. I'm going to win. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to solve this puzzle. And in the back of my mind, like the carrot, you can never completely solve the markets. It's impossible. Right? The, the markets are, I mean, they are, the markets represent us, right, as, as, as humans and all the participants. And as human beings, we're just not predictable. We're predictable mm -hmm. to an extent, but we're not fully predictable 100% of the time. So there's always going to be some sporadic move where everything lines up. You're like, sell, sell, sell. It's like, whoop, buy. You're like, mm -hmm. what the heck? Um, so I, I know I'm never going to be perfect in the market. But I'm dumb enough to try and chase that dream. I'm dumb <laughs> enough to try to keep chasing that carrot, even though it's it's never it's never quite in reach. And I'm passionate about that. I, I love the game. I love chasing it. I love trying to get a little bit better each and every day. And even though I know I'll never perfect it, I'm gonna try and get as close as I can. And I just I love what I do. I love coming in each and every day and doing that. 
Uh, loving well, what you do is so super important for mm -hmm. everything, right? Uh, like we're only here for such a short period of time. Like if we're not doing the thing that we love, like, well, what are we doing? Right? Yeah. Um, you know, wasting time. Like, what's that, that's the point of life, man. Enjoy it. Have an impact. So it, you, you call the trading a game, right? And, yes. and I, uh, like, all of the master market wizards and, and best traders that, that I've met have thought of it as, as a game. Has it always been a game for you? Or like, is that a switch that, that turned at one point or another? Um, it, I, I think it became a game when I fell in love with it. And it's funny, I had a, I had a, a program I went to over the summer for track and field for coaching. It was called 3D Coaching, and it talked about just not coaching the athlete, but coaching, like, the mind and the soul and the relationship and stuff like that. And they made a very good point. They say that – they talked about how, you know – and I had this experience in college. I played college football, and all of the fun was sucked out of football. Well, and it was well, no longer a game. Wide receiver. Still got two records left, I think, in the state of Pennsylvania. One was broken. Got to find that guy. Um, um, well, what, uh, well, what records? Like, I've got to ask, man. Um, they were – which one was broken? It was receiving touchdowns in a season. It was yards per touchdown average. And one was um, – ah, gosh, what was the last one? It was, I think, touchdown-to-catch ratio. It was weird. It was, like, it was like two out of every three catches was a touchdown. Um, I feel like they made it up to make me happy, but I'll take it. But, <laughs> That's it. incredible. So I love football. I love, I love sports. One of the reasons my, my knee dislocated because I got years of, of grind on me. But um, when I went to college, it was no longer fun. It was, a, it was a job. It was you wake up 5 o'clock, film study. You go to this, you go to class, go to this, go to study hall. And it was just the seriousness in which they took it just sucked the fun out of it. And the summer when we had that meeting, the guy wanted to remind you. He said, you ever watch a kid go out and play? He said, why do kids go out and play football? Why do kids go out and play baseball? Why do kids jump over stuff? Because it's play. Play. It's game. In the game, we're passionate about the game. It's fun. Right? You want to do something you, you love. And when I first started trading, when I got into money management, it took all the fun out of trading. There was so much pressure. Right? I'm, I'm trading a quarter mil plus more money than I've ever seen in my life, right? Mm -hmm. And we know, we know the pressure that comes with every trade, right? You mm -hmm. traders watching this, you know, whenever we're, we're clicking the buy or sell button, we're like, boom, mm -hmm. right? Imagine that times whatever, but it's not your money. It's okay to lose our own money, right? We're okay with that. Losing someone else's money, right? It's okay to drive and crash your own car. You're driving someone else's car. It's an added pressure. And that pressure took all of the fun out of trading. I was no longer enjoying what I did. I kind of felt like there were just all eyes on me. I had to perform. If I didn't do it, I was going to get a phone call or an email or something. going to take the money away. And, and I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go down that path. And when I got into teaching, um, it brought the fun back, right? The mm -hmm. pressure was off. And there's still pressure in trading, obviously. But the pressure was off from you know, managing a quarter mil, and, the, and it was more fun. I got to just come in and enjoy the markets again. I got to come in and do analysis and make predictions and execute and, and, and watch some of them be good, watch some of them be bad and learn. And it just like, it was just, I was a kid at play again. I would mm -hmm. enter the market. The market was my playground. I would come in and I would just have fun and do what I love. And, you know, that's when I started realizing like, man, like I, I, I really love this. I, I really love, it's not about the money. Money's great as, a, as an outcome for it, I mean, if, you know, but it's not about the money. And I thought back to my earlier years of trading, because people always ask you, they say, well, um, you know, how did you know that you just weren't trading for the money? And I say, well, because I was trading for a long time, losing money consistently, and I was still trading. So it had to be more than the money, because I, I was a loser for a very long time, yet I would wake up each and every day and come back into the markets. And if you're not passionate about what you're doing, why else would you consistently lose money and keep coming back? Um, and that's when it kind of hit me like, man, I really love this trading, not just the result that trading brings. Interesting. So, uh, so going back to like the, the earlier stages of your, your journey, like, well, what were some of those hurdles? Like, what, 
lot like it's a lot like every trader i feel go goes through this uh, like where we're experiencing losses and then like we start to win and like then there's a like a period where we like kind of hit a wall and like the equity <laughs> curve starts going like this and there's like a frustration yep. point where a, a lot of people like kind of throw in the towel uh, at at that point uh, and like you know a lot like part of what we're doing here too is trying to help people over that wall right mm -hmm. um so like how did like what are some of the walls that, that you hit along the way or like that you noticed um and, and then like how did you get over those well um hit a lot of walls like i said the the very bad for a long time i, I can't put any more emphasis on that and I say that for a reason I say that because many of you guys listening you're in that same position right now where you've been struggling 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 and you're you feel like giving up and hopefully seeing someone that has been successful who struggled for years yet was persistent with it can kind of give you a little bit of confidence to say hey I, there's there's hope I'm, I'm I can still get better I would say that the biggest wall in my training came from it was after managing money um, I hit, you know, this is one of my best stories. I hate telling it because it's super embarrassing. But um, I hit a point when I was managing money, and I lost a lot of money um, in about a month. Most of it was was within a week. And I, I lost about 30000 in a month. Most of it was within a week. And I had a psychological meltdown. Um, you can imagine losing that much money, and especially when you're managing money for someone else. And I, I stopped trading. I, I turned the computer off. I always say if I had a window high enough, I probably would have jumped out of it. Um, I know we shouldn't joke about stuff like that, but it was that, that was the feeling. It was a dark, dark, deep pressure just on my shoulders. And it was like uh, that was the closest I ever came to quitting. Um, and I took about a week off and thinking that after a week I calmed down, I'd be better. And when I loaded up my charts again after the week was over, what I discovered was that if I would have just kept trading the same exact way, taking the signals that I was supposed to take, not only would I have made that $30,000 back, I would have made another 30000 on top of it. And that was kind of like the lowest point in my trading career. Um, mm -hmm. It was a lesson that, you know, not only did you lose a lot of money because of poor money management, but then because of trading psychology, you lost the chance to make that back. And at the same time, my mentor always told me, you know, stick to the plan, stick to the plan, stick to the plan. I don't know if you can see my shirt here, right? Right? Plan your trade, trade your plan, right? And I didn't. And I paid for it. And I'm like, man, if I just would have done what I was taught, what I'm supposed to do, I would have been successful. And it was at that point in my career where I really had to contemplate. I, I, I wanted to get out of the money management right there, right then and there. But the problem was like, how am I going to make, you know, and I, I had a good, good size account by then, but it's like, how am I going to make a living um, without, you know, collecting commissions and whatnot? And it took me probably about a month and I, and I kind of restarted my trading and I, I went over things, I reviewed everything, and I noticed that most of my trading errors from the past, even going back before that time, were all from mental mistakes. It wasn't necessarily bad execution as far as, far as like a trading plan goes, but uh, mental mistakes. So, you know, revenge trading, entering too soon, entering too late, skipping trades, moving stops, right? All the stuff that we all do. And I started tracking how many mistakes I was making and like average, like a stat sheet, right? I started going, okay, I'm making 20 mistakes a month. And I, I have always, uh, you know, one of the first trading, I remember my first trading DVD set, right? I don't remember anything from that DVD set except for something called the Kaizen philosophy. And the Kaizen philosophy is a Japanese philosophy that means continuous improvement. And it's something that I've adapted to my trading and my life as well. And what that means is that you're not going to go from here to all the way up there in one day. But if you can continue to make small little gains, continuous improvement each and every day, eventually you'll be up there. So, I started tracking my mistakes. I said, I'm making 20 mistakes a month, right? Let's say I made 20 mistakes in the month of January. My only goal in February was to make one less. So if I made 19 mistakes in February, that was a win. And I started doing this month after month after month. And what I slowly started doing is I, I, I slowly started shifting the thought process, right? The thought process was always about making money, making money, making money. Now the thought process was about the process, process over outcome. What's more important to me 
is doing things the right way, not the result. And what's funny is after a while, and I didn't think I was going to make it at trading. I thought, like, hey, I'm just slowly bleeding money again after the psychological breakdown. I'm done. As I slowly started focusing on the process more than the outcome, as I slowly started eliminating those mistakes, I started becoming profitable. And it was weird because I remember getting broker statements, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm used to them being in the negative. Because I get mm -hmm. when I hit that dark space, it was bad. Um, I remember getting broker statements and being in negative, and I, I stopped checking them. And then one day, I saw I got an email. I'm like, oh, let me check it. And I'm looking at the statement. It was positive at the bottom. And I remember I'm like, these guys sent me the wrong statement. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> I swear I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, there's no parentheses. There's no negative signs. So I emailed my broker. I'm like, hey, I think you guys sent me the wrong statement because, you know, I'm a loser. Like, <laughs> what, making money. What are you talking about? And they responded back. Like, no, that's yours. I'm like, what? And that's when it kind of clicked. I'm like, man, when I don't focus on the money, when I just focus on doing things the right way, you're going to get the result that you desire. And that was the biggest game changer for me. That's what brought me out of, you know, from being a, a successful trader to really slumping for a while to finding success once again. Oh, man, that, that, that's beautiful. I love it. I love it a lot. Like, and so many people go through uh, like a similar journey uh, yes. of their own, like, like through that. And that, like that, that's why like conversations like this, I feel are so important for, for people to hear. Like, how often do people feel as though they're they're alone uh, in doing this? Like, we're sitting in our rooms or whatever, like trying to do this. Uh, like you mentioned All the that time. you had, so like you had mentors early on mm -hmm. too. Yeah, like yes. the, so, like your first experience with the market, you had mentors. Yeah, I was actually I started off uh, before forex market. I started off in the stock market. Um, and I had I had a mentor for that um, brilliant mind. He was a, a friend of my wife's family. Um, he was kind of like a grandfather figure to her, and it started off because he was just trying to vet me. He's like, you know, I'd been dating my wife at the time for a while. He's like, mm -hmm. let, me, let me meet this guy, make sure he's okay. This guy, what I found out later, was like this uh, multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. um, crazy story. He passed a few years ago. I I wish he would have. Uh, written a book on his story because he, he was over in the war. He was paralyzed. He came back from being paralyzed, became a, an awesome investor with real estate and stocks, and he's got all these crazy stories. When that movie Dunkirk came out, uh, I think a year or so, two years ago, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I was there. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? what? You were there? Like, tell me more. And it's just crazy. Um, but he started to vet me uh, just to make sure I was, I was worthy of, of dating and, and potentially marrying his, his granddaughter. And when we started talking, we, we, he realized that I, I had a mind for business. I had a mind for investing. I didn't know much about investing, but I, I knew that was kind of the, the next step, uh, just based on kind of my dad brought me up where it's like savings account, um, certificate of deposit, uh, mm -hmm. money management account. And then after college, it was like, you know, what's next? He's like, okay, we'll just, you know, invest in some stocks. And I'm like, okay. And so he kind of taught me the ropes. I kind of was a fly on his wall. I, I would literally go into his office all day, I have nothing better to do, and just sit. I sit in the corner, watch his meetings, watch his conversations, watch what he read, watch what he listened to. I just watched and watched and watched, um, and then started getting my feet wet myself. So he was my first, my first mentor, and he had a he had a different style of investing. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I think I carried that. I, I'm, I don't have a, a, a mathematical, economic background, anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I carried that kind of common sense investing mentality, and that really worked good for me. Common sense, man. You don't need to read through all the numbers all the time. Um, mm -hmm. Do stuff you know, and, and just use use your brain. Use common sense. Yeah, no, like there's so many things. Uh, like uh, I keep on like coming back to the this concept of like everything is everything, and like if uh, like taking that and applying it to the market, uh, like the things that we are kind of know and are intuitive, like we could take and apply mm -hmm. certain things to the market and, and end up being successful in our own way. Right? No like doubt, figuring yep. out the way to, that that works for us, and and it definitely sounds like that's the path that that you followed. <laughs> and yep. I, I actually remember hearing part of the story. So like like for uh, for everybody that's watching either here or on the the recording later on, Akil also has a killer podcast uh, on iTunes. Uh, that that's where I listen to it. Well, where <laughs> is it anywhere else? Is it on Spotify? Is it's it, everywhere. Uh, everywhere on, you can find it. 
iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, podcast, any place that, that has a podcast, um, you can find it there. It's on my YouTube channel as well, so it's everywhere. Listen to it. And, and, and say the name <laughs> of it. We'll like post it right here somewhere on the video. Uh, the Trading Coach Podcast, the most clever name ever invented. <laughs> I love it. Cheers, man. <laughs> the Trading Coach Podcast, my creativity shown to the world. And so uh, I do want to ask uh, one uh, additional question um, because right I thought, like, oh, we just like kind of like flew by uh, like this half an hour, and I want to be respectful of, of your I'm, time I'm, too. I'm on one leg. I got nothing better to do today. So <laughs> nice. as long as my phone battery doesn't doesn't burn out, that's the only thing. Uh, we'll have to send you a charger. <laughs> there, there you go. The little things. Um, uh, but uh, I'm I am curious too, uh, like so. Do you still experience, or like, do you? What kind of hurdles do you experience presently? Uh, like, so, uh, I, like, as like, we never get to the carrot, right? We just kind of find like new things that are kind of like leading away. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, like, well, what are the things now? Uh, like, uh, as somebody that's been doing this for years, as a pro, like, well, what are the some of the challenges? Well, the, the challenges, I'll, I'll give two challenges, one from different perspectives. As, a, as an educator, my challenge is the pressure of trading each and every day, basically in a glass house. I mean, I, I run a live room. People see everything I do. Um, there are t typically two instances where it's tough, right? Every, it's great when you're winning. When you're on a winning streak and I'm making money, it's great. Everyone's happy. When you're losing, however, everybody sees that. Mm. Um, everybody sees you losing. We all know that losing streaks are tough on their own. Imagine a losing streak while everyone out there is watching you. It's just like it's just it's multiplied. Um, thankfully, I have, a, I have a great group of traders that I work with. They understand the professionalism of, of this industry. They know that losing happens, but it's still kind of rough because you're supposed to be this you're supposed to be this expert trader, this mentor. Yet they've just seen you take five losing trades in a row. It's like I, I got to rebuild their confidence. So that's that's sometimes tough. Um, and again, that, it helps a lot having working with the right type of trader, not working with, you know, there are some people on the internet that are just clowns. Uh, let's, mm -hmm. let's be for real and, and avoiding them is key. Um, but I would say, now I forgot, forgot the other thing I was going to say. Oh, um, I would say settling. Settling is tough because we have to understand that the market is always changing. Um, and I didn't used to believe this. I used to, I used to think, hey, one strategy is going to work forever. And the market is dynamic. Now that I have, I've been trading for nine years now. Mm -hmm. So I've noticed kind of different market conditions. We have a, a Trump era. We have a, a pre-Trump era. We had 2014, which was, I believe, the, the year of zero volatility in the market. We had the mm -hmm. recession when I first got started in the recession. And you can just like press a single – the markets were so directional. You just press a single button and you'd make money easily. Um, the market changes, and your strategy has to change as well. And I think a big, a, big, uh, a big trap that traders fall into is they've done something that worked. Let's take a, a trend trading strategy, for example. Mm -hmm. They're trading this trend trading strategy through very directional markets. And directional markets, for you guys that may not know, are, are basically like trending markets, markets that are just – they keep going up, kind of like the stock market right now. You can just buy it and hold it, and it'll, it'll go up, right, for the mm -hmm. most part. Um, you have traders that have a strategy, and it works good during those directional periods uh, in the market. However, market conditions change, and if that trader were to settle, they're just like, I don't need to work on myself. I don't need to get any better. I'm so good. I don't need to evaluate myself. I'm just going to do the same thing. It's going to work forever. When you settle, the market will catch you slipping. It will. And, and <laughs> you can have a very good career, settle. You stop working on improving yourself. Um, and you'll find yourself, you'll find that the market's going to take your money from you. And I remember speaking to a trader once who was, I forgot how much she made, but she had a very successful trading career. I think she took an account from like 10,000, like 50,000, something like that. My numbers are probably a little bit off, but it was a massive gain in her account. And basically she blew it all in a few years. And I remember talking to her and she was like, she was just trapped. She couldn't understand. She was consistently losing money. Um, her system wasn't working the same way, and then when her system wasn't working the same way, mentally, right, those psychological errors started coming in. It was just a snowball. So you can never settle. Always evaluate.
evaluate yourself, always check on yourself, always try to improve, always pay attention to what the market's doing, how you can get better, always tweak and, and whatnot your system, and that's how you got to stay on top of it. It takes, it's, it's hard work to become successful, it's even harder to remain successful. That's what I've noticed. So much wisdom there, man. Uh, like uh, I'm just like letting a lot of that sink in. Uh, like yeah, man. Like that's like juicy food for thought. Uh, like I, I'm going to go back and rewatch some of this and uh, and see too. And I encourage everybody else to as well. Hey, Bob Trump. Oh, One of my man. buddies just joined. Bob Trump. Yeah, nice. Yeah, this, uh, <laughs> a local like, guy. Uh, he take he takes pictures at uh, a lot of our high school track meets and whatnot. Hey, Bob. Awesome. Welcome, Bob. Thanks for joining us. That's, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> a lot of great people uh, in here. Uh, like I'm seeing comments uh, from uh, my boy Jay Rise. There's um, it, it's Rolf from Trade Society. Trader oh, Hulk that's great. That's that's another great person, man. Yeah, like that's so a, many. It's the, and, and here's the thing, right? So you would think, right? Because they they do trading, they do education as well, and and. It's funny because a lot of people think like everyone's in competition. Oh, tier one trading versus trade society versus this versus that. And the truth is that, you know, there's so much junk out there on the internet that all of us have really flocked together. All of us with the, main, the, the, the same mindset. And, and it's funny because we've recently talked to people like Adam Grimes and, and Mike Bellafiore and, and, and Brett Steenberg or some of these, these legends in the trading industry. And they're the same way. They follow people like us online and they're saying, we love you guys because you're preaching the message that we know is real, that everyone else on the Internet isn't. So it's always cool to have this, and, and you're included in that as well, but this little tight-knit tight circle, Austin Silver is another one like that, where it's like we're just all trying to preach the same message, and there's no inner hatred. There's no inner battle. We're not trying to scam each other and, and, and take customers from each other. Overall, right, we just want to change what the mindset of trading is. We want to help people help themselves and it, that's what's so powerful about what we're doing i guarantee you, you watch 10 years from now right 10 years from now we're going to completely shift the mindset of what trading is and there's a lot of people like that a lot of, especially my, my business partner and good friend jason graystone and wells another one we're gonna we're gonna change it i guarantee i guarantee yeah, uh, i agree with everything that you said i just think that it's going to be a much quicker time frame i think that what Ooh. we think we can do in 10 years we could do in five well why not do it uh, like uh, it's a lot like for me personally, like I've done more do in the past three months than I have in like the past five years. Um, so yeah, I, I like that. Let's do it. Let's do it quicker. Let's yeah, oh, yeah I like man. that. I uh, like that. Me too. So uh, I'm pumped so, up now, man. <laughs> hell yeah, man. Like uh, feel on fire. Like I, I want to, uh, let's take some questions from the audience. Like that's one mm -hmm. of like the super powerful things that, Instagram allows that. That's one of my favorite features here. So um, I'm just going to scroll through, see if there's any questions. If you guys uh, that are here now, if you have other questions, uh, like, come on, like, yeah, like, it's easier to see a recent question than it is to, like, scroll back a half an hour and see, like, what was there. So, uh, well, let's see. How often do you increase um, your default entry position? So I'm assuming he's talking about position size. We actually have a, a money management uh, spreadsheet that I use that tells you when to increase and decrease your position size. So it's based on account balances and, and there's really what, what you do is you put your back testing data in there. Back testing is your historical results. And you can kind of see what it would look like if you're very aggressive um, versus very conservative. Um, but I would say this to kind of be more specific. Um, I do everything quarterly. Um, and and I, I wouldn't increase the position size more than monthly. So even if I hit a level in my money management spreadsheet, say I, I guess it's late, say it was mid-September, and I hit a level in my money management spreadsheet that says, hey, Akil, you've done so good that you can trade more. Awesome, right? Mm -hmm. I would still wait until October because something I've learned in the past is this. In the past, and I don't know if it was coincidence or, or whatnot, it could be because I was a very streaky trader back then, but typically you're going to increase your position size off of uh, after a big win streak, right? Would you guys agree, right? You have a lot of winners in a row, maybe a big winner, right? That's going to bring you to, that's going to up your account size, which is going to put you to the level where you can increase your position size. Now, let me ask you guys this. What happens after a big winning streak? Mm. Can anyone guess? Yeah, 
typically typically some losses. Yep. And if you're handling your trading the right way, your wins are going to outweigh your losses. So you have a big winning streak, you take some losses, right? But it doesn't really affect you all too much. But because I was increasing my position size directly after my big winning streak, essentially what I was doing is this. I was getting all of those wins at position size A, right? I was increasing my position size, let's say going from a one lot to a two lot, just to make the math simple. Mm -hmm. And then I would increase my position size from a one lot to a two lot just as the losing streak came and my losers would make up for or would take away all my wins. Mm -hmm. So I'd have a few months of good trading and then I'd have a few weeks of bad trading, for example, and everything would be gone. Um, so being very conservative in my uh, position sizing, my money management is something that I learned the hard way. So it takes a lot, and I'm very conservative in my approach. I can be more aggressive. I would make a lot more money if I were aggressive, but my number one rule is don't go broke. So I'd rather keep my drawdowns, the amount of money I lose, I'd rather keep that small, even if it means kind of not sabotaging, but even if it means taking away from my return on investment uh, annually. Mm. So uh, I have a couple of questions for, from that. The, so a question is, uh, so like, like you're looking at it monthly, uh, is that, does that, so I'm curious, like what time frame you're trading, uh, like uh, are you more like a short term, intermediate term, long term, like well, what, and how do you define that? And is, the number of trades, uh, like what's making it be like a month over month, or is it um, uh, like, so like if you were a more shorter term trader, like would it be quicker than month over month? Or if you were longer term, like would it be like every quarter or every six months? Like how does that factor in? Um, I'm, I started off as a swing trader. Um, so mostly like a, a four hour time frame, hourly time frame. So um not a lot of trades at all. I would say in a month's amount of time, maybe maybe 10 trades a month just by swing trading, if that. So not a lot of trades at all. And the, and the trades you're taking, you're in them for a few days to a few weeks. Now, once I got into education, I started day trading more, which is more active, where I'm actively trading the markets, uh, you know, three hours a day, four days a week. Um, so if I were strictly day trading, and I, I never just day traded on my own, but if I was strictly day trading, um, it would it would be more of a week to week thing. Now again, my my money management is so it, it's so conservative that I wouldn't like every week I wouldn't be upping or, or reducing position size, but I would feel comfortable after a week's worth of time to up a position size, and that's just because there's more trades in that duration. Where swing trading, if I'm doing it per week, that that might be one or two trades. That's that's just not a big enough sample size. Day trading, it might be more five to ten trades. So. Um, you have a, a much bigger chance of kind of riding both uh, both sides of the wave. But I still think, uh, you know, I, I, I still think it would be monthly for me. I, I, I like seeing the big picture. I do my, my review and everything else quarterly. So whenever I review my trading and, and see how I am, I, I do it quarterly. I try not to think as much about the small picture as the big picture, just because I know personally in my trading there are ebbs and flows. You have hot streaks, you have cold streaks, you have streaks where you're going sideways. And I kind of want to get a full picture before making any important decisions about my money. And another thing that, that I wanted to ask you too, you said that uh, like your rule is to not go broke. That, that, that's, uh, yes. that's interesting. And it, it varies from person to person, uh, like what that level is that you're willing to, to risk. Like how did you arrive uh, at that for yourself? Like what was the decision-making process or, or like the thought process behind that? Well, it was something that my, my trading mentor taught me, Jason Stapleton, and he always said, rule number one of trading, don't go broke. Rule number two of trading, don't go broke. And he compared it to a poker table, right? Mm -hmm. If you're playing poker, there's two things you need, right? You need a chip and a chair. That means you need money to participate, and if you have money to participate, you get a chair at the table. Now, as long as you can participate, you can make profit. If you cannot participate, you don't have a chance. You're done. You're kicked off the table. You can't play the game. Mm. So if we're looking at trading as a game again, right, we always want to be able to participate. So as long as I can participate, I have the skill that I can produce income for myself, right? Mm. Even if it's coming off a, a losing streak, even if I do something dumb and blow a lot of money, as long as I have 
an account and money in my account, I can kind of restart and rebuild that, uh, rebuild that capital. However, if I go broke, I'm done. Mm. I can't, I can't play. And for someone who is a, a full-time trader, right? This, this is my income is from trading, mm. right? There's, it, it means so much more, right? Right now I've got a family, just had my, my second son turn a month uh, two days ago. I've got Thank two kids. Right. I've got a wife. Thank you. I've got a, a mortgage. I've got a, a, a car note. Thanks to some idiot that crashed into my pregnant wife over the summer. Mm. Anyway, um, right. There's a lot of things that I need to provide for just like any other job. However, unlike a typical nine to five, we don't have that safety. I don't have the safety of, Hey, I'm, I know I'm going to get this salary. I know I'm going to get this paycheck every two weeks. Right. I, I eat what I kill, essentially, right? And that is the market. Mm -hmm. So I need to perform in the markets. And sometimes my performance is great. Sometimes my performance is subpar. But as long as I have money in the market, I can produce income for my family. If I were to ever go broke, how else am I going to provide? What else can I do? I don't, I don't have another skill. I don't have another job to, to get a salary from. Mm -hmm. So you know, the goal has always been safety first, right? And as I've gotten older, the concept has kind of changed from make as much money as possible to protect as much money as possible. It's very similar to, for you guys out there to have like retirement accounts, right? Uh, IRAs and 401ks, right? When you're young, you, you, you get your first job, you sign your first contract, they take you to HR and you're like, ooh, retirement stuff, this is gonna be awesome, right? What do they typically advise you to do? They say, be aggressive, right? You're young, you're 20 years old, you can afford to have an aggressive portfolio because if it goes bad, you'll make it back. Now, you're okay with that because if your portfolio tanks, maybe you're 25, you still got 25, 35, 45, 55, you got 50 years to make it back. Now, you take the same person who's 55 years old, who's about to retire in 10 years, do they want to be as aggressive with their money or are they more kind of, I would rather protect the money I've already made? You see where I'm getting at, guys? Mm -hmm. Right. So the more responsibility I have and the older I get, the more it becomes less about making as much as I can to protecting what I've already made. Very long answer for that. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's important for whether you are trading full time, like like you are, and also for people that are uh, trading part-time, uh, yeah, like like I am, like making the leap uh, pretty soon, but uh, mm -hmm. no matter what stage we're at, like, like uh, it, money management uh, is important, and that, uh, letting that account, like making sure that you still have a chip and a chair yeah. is mm -hmm. is critical otherwise you're out of the game and it takes time to get back into the game <laughs> is that a rolex nope <laughs> oh man that's like a flex flex watch man you guys can see the puzzle pieces uh love flex watches sold on a great show called the profit if you guys are entrepreneurs you need to make sure you watch marcus Lemonis and the profit um but every time they, they make watches with different designs that are good for different causes this one is autism awareness um, so when you purchase this watch, I think 10% of the, the proceeds go to autism awareness. And I used to, before I was trading, I worked with uh, kids that had mental and behavioral health issues. And, and one of them were, a lot of them had autism. So it's a very special place in, in, in my heart. Uh, so I try to try to flex on them as much as I can. <laughs> very nice. Helped me massively as a trader too, working with autistic kids or mm -hmm. children with autism. Massively. The amount of patience um, directly relates to the markets directly interesting goes back to everything is everything so. it's it's funny like it's it really is life trading like your your lifestyle changes affect your trading your trading affects your lifestyle you're 100% you're correct it is all it's all just one everything I mean it's all just one it's it's amazing especially when you look back and you see kind of things you've learned or things people you've connected with that kind of impact your life it's amazing I love it um, Man, uh, like, is there anything else, like, any words before, uh, like, we finally le let you go? Anything, uh, any parting wisdom, anything that you'd like to uh, promote, direct people towards? Um, well, lay it on us, man. 
I would say this, this, this goes hands in hand. One of the traders that we've, uh, we've worked with just shot the message says, what are your future plans? And, um, it's to take the trading education business to the next level. So I, I think we're doing an awesome job um, with our trading education business. We're, we're doing something. We're, we're teaching trading. We're handling traders. Let's put it that way because, you know, because the, the concepts are the same. There's no real new concepts out there in trading. You, you know, just classic setups. You, you, mm -hmm. you do them the right way. Um, but we're, we're educating people in a different way, and, and it's, it's based off of the power of community. It's not necessarily just, hey, teaching you how to trade, go out and do it. We're, we're practicing the community aspect of, hey, we're teaching you how to, how to trade, but then we're surrounding you with a support group of newer and experienced traders, so you always have kind of that, that positive influence, that, that support on a daily basis. And you guys know how it is. If, you, if you've ever done a group project, there's positive pressure. Right? You see someone else doing something, you're like, man, i gotta, I got to do something too. You, you have someone that's been there before you. You can, you can bounce ideas off of them. And that's been great. We've been so scared to do that over the years because typically like trading forms and whatnot always come out toxic. Mm -hmm. um, but I think by setting ourselves up with delivering the right message, we limit we, – we, we really filter the type of traders that work with us. And a lot of people hate us, but we work with the right type of trader, and our community is very strong. And the next goal, without going into a lot of details, is being able to work on more of the business aspect. It's, it's one thing to teach traders, right? I think we're very, very good at that. Um, but a lot of traders are coming from positions like me, where, and, and you don't have a lot of money. Right. I always say this. If you want to trade full time just off your trading, you probably need about a two hundred thousand dollar account if you're doing nothing else. Meaning no no money management, no signal service. Right. Um, because um, because, you know, realistically, you're not going to you don't make the hundred percent returns a month like all that crap you see on the Internet. That's not realistic. If you can make shoot, if you can make 30, 40 percent a month, you're on fire. You add a little money management to that, maybe it's 60%. You're doing amazing, but it's not 100% a month. You're not making thousands of percents a year. So the amount that you need to live uh, off of your trading is a lot more than what people think. And we recognize that. Traders are hungry. Traders want to turn this into a career. Traders want to have a skill that they can teach their, their kids and their grandkids. And the next step is to be able to take those traders and put them in a position where they can directly put that skill to use. So the ideal way would be doing something like a prop firm, opening up a prop firm where we can take traders, kind of the, the best of the crop that come through our educational service, put them on a trading floor, give them house money and say, hey, you're trading our money now, you get your commission and treat it like a prop firm. Either that or directly send them to a place that is in need. And we've recently spoken to a, a few very successful traders, a few very successful prop firms out there that are interested in that. They're saying, hey, you know, you guys do a good job of trading or teaching traders. Um, I wish we were doing as good of a job with the traders that we teach. And, you know, maybe there's a future business relationship in there where it's we can take our traders and directly put them in a place where they can start a career using this skill and allow them to kind of get out of whatever job they want to get out of now. It's amazing, man. You're doing such great work. Such great work. Uh, well, Thank you. Everything that, that you plan on doing, everything that you're doing now, uh, like uh, even uh, like your your feed and your podcast and your YouTube channel, uh, like just so much value, man. Uh, uh, like, Thank you. I'm uh, following I'm you. Po just flood the world Thank with you, positivity. You flood it with positivity, right? Uh, I I do my best, man. I appreciate it. Thank you too. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, well, where can people find you? Uh, like, uh, well, what are some of the specifics? Um, you can find me all over the interwebs. I'm here on Instagram uh, at Akil Stokes RT, uh, RTM. I'm on the Twitter, same sign, uh, at Akil Stokes RTM. I'm on Facebook. If you're going to follow me on Facebook, please follow the, the trading page. Um, it's called just enter a kill Stokes trader, not my personal one. I've got all these random friends that are like, it's weird. Um, <laughs> so do the trading page. Um, uh, LinkedIn, just basically anywhere, social media, YouTube, you can, you can find this handsome face there. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, and feel free, I tell you, feel free to reach out. Uh, if you guys know one thing about me, I do respond, um, a little bit slacking on Instagram, but I do respond to every type of message and comment that I get. I, I, I try my best. So, um, don't, I'm, I'm very approachable. 
um, very approachable. Yeah, and I can uh, testify to that too. Uh, Akil and I have known each other for, for years. Uh, we've uh, tweeted at each other, like DM'd, all that kind of stuff. Um, a couple of uh, collabed on a few blog posts uh, back in the, the days of, of Charlie Trade <laughs> before uh, the, that business uh, was sold and I moved on to, to building uh, Mara Wealth. Um, and yeah, like uh, so what you see is what you get. Uh, like uh, just a, a beautiful man, like, uh, like uh, bearing his soul and doing his best to teach and bring value to everybody. So um, connect with them. Uh, so uh, again, Akila, uh, like uh, thank you so much for the time, man. Uh, truly, uh, no, truly no appreciate it. No problem. Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate all the support and all the kind words that the viewers have typed in. really does mean a lot. Those words do, they do help keep us, they keep us motivated, which is good. 100%, man. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, truly honored, truly blessed. Man, like, uh, what a great life. <laughs> yep, yep. Do make a difference, live your passion, man. That's all you can do. All you can do. Good. It's a good way to start the morning. Nice. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, I'll see you all later. Like, make sure to, to follow. Um, and yeah, like, no, both of us too. Though. Like, uh, ask a few questions. Uh, like, I'm completely available. Shoot DMs wherever. Uh, and yeah, like, uh, let's keep going. Like, uh, this is a, a race where we're no, uh, it's a journey, and we're we're in it together. We uh, we don't need yep. to be doing this stuff alone. So, all right, brother. Peace all out. All right, take care. <laughs>